Welcome to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. These are recorded during our weekly services in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our prayer is that these messages help you grow in your personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Today, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 5. I want to ask you, as you're, as you're turning there, big question, so you got to think for a second. Who is the happiest person you know? Just think about this. Who would you say is the happiest, you know, the elf, you know, smiling's my favorite. You know, who is the person that just, you? they're just constantly, you know, happy, irritatingly so. Like somebody who's just really, really, you know, I mean, Kevin likes to smile. We know that. We know Kevin likes to smile. He's always smiling. But I mean, now listen, not just somebody who's loud, Right. I'm not talking about the loudest, most like, ah, you know, but who is genuinely the most joyful, cheerful, happy person that no matter what happens, right, no matter what happens to them during their day, they just have that irrepressible spirit of joy. You know, who is that? Who is that person? Um, I want you to picture them. You know, everybody, you got somebody in your head, like, you know, the most the happiest person, you know. OK, now here's the question I want you to ask about that person. Why? Why are they happy? Like, like, is it because of what, um, because of what they have? Do you think their happiness? Do you think that person, their happiness comes from the things that they have, like maybe a car, or are they happy because of their house, like because of what they have? Are they happy because of what they do, right? Because of what they what they've accomplished, because of the things they get to do. Are they happy because of that? Are they happy because of maybe the things that have happened to them? Is that why they're happy? Because they've just had such a blessed, perfect life. Is that why they're happy? Yeah, I mean, they're just the favored ones and everything is, you know, roses for them. Is that why they're happy? Are they happy because of where they live? You know, because of what town they're in or where, you know, what, what, here's the question. Why are they so stinking happy? (laughs) Like, what, what is it? Let me ask you this question now. Who is happier? People with a lot or people with a little? All right, who's happier? Um, people who have accomplished a lot or people who haven't necessarily accomplished maybe as much? Is, there, is, it, is it connected? Is it the people who are very balanced that are happy? Or is it people that are like wildly extreme that are happy? See, the, the answer is... The answer is yes and no, right? It's sometimes I think we have no idea what makes us happy. We have no idea what makes you have no idea what makes you happy. You have no idea what makes somebody else happy. You you don't we don't know. Because I think if we knew what would guarantee happiness. Like, wouldn't you do whatever it takes? Like, if you knew that if you did this or if you had this or if you could buy this, like, if I could just get to level 30 on Pokemon Go, I would be happy, right? Like, you know, and some of you have no idea what that is. Bless you. We're doing a new series today on the Beatitudes, and we're calling it Happy People. Happy People. Because Jesus, in this, this is Jesus, he's talking here, and he reveals eight characteristics, which, which he calls 
the blessed people. But really the translation is that the happy people, but not happy like emotional, like we think of happy, like, eh, right, like airhead happy. This is like genuinely joyful, happy people, like a deep happiness, contentedness, joy. And he reveals eight characteristics of people that he says are happy, okay, the happy people. And it's really fascinating because what he says, he identifies these characteristics, what he says about who is happy is probably not the people. If I asked you to make a list of eight characteristics, how about this? Give me two things that you think are, are probably consistent in everybody who's happy. Right. You'd probably say something like people who are happy probably have like a great family. Or they have right um, safety, right? or they have uh, you know a great future ahead of them, or they have you know financial security. Like, what are you thinking? Like, they really love what they do. Like, what do you? What is it? What he says is so not what I would have thought. <laughs> Our happy characteristics. So. Jesus talking to some uh, to, to Jewish people. This is from a, a famous message called the Sermon on the Mountain, or the Sermon on the Mount. If you ever heard hear that, so Jesus is talking to a group of people, mostly predominantly Jewish audience here listening, and uh, their leaders were an influential group called the Pharisees. Uh, the Pharisees were very legalistic. Their emphasis was always on appearance, on uh, letter of the law, obedience, following rules, and uh, I mean, they just, they had, they had their perspectives all wacky. And, and Jesus is, is challenging their ideas basically and saying, listen, they got this all backwards. He says, let me, let me just point a few things out to you guys. He's teaching. He's going to point a few things out to these people who have kind of come from this mindset that rules and here's what it means to be happy and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And, and Jesus says, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help you guys out a little bit. Um, and he says, you know, he goes into these phrases, he says, God blesses. The, the translation that we're going to read, it says, God blesses those. Really, that the text says is, blessed are. Blessed are. And that's, that's an important distinction here. Um, and it literally means the happy people are. Those who are blessed, those who are happy are. And then he describes characteristics. So here we go. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, uh, which is, I think, in the bottom right of the page. And then we're going to turn the page here. That's what it says. It says, one day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside, and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. And here we go, verse 3. Here's where it begins. He says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Katie read this earlier. And he says, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Can you see how this is not the things you would have thought? Okay, verse 11. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Ready? Be happy about it. Oh, yeah, we're going to spend time because it's going to take time to understand how in the heck Jesus got from there to there. All right. Be very glad. 
For a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Let's pray. Jesus, this is very confusing. Help us to understand and make sense of what you've said. Because we know that you don't misspeak. So there must be a deeper truth here. God, open up our minds and our spirits to understand what you'd have to say to us today. In your name we pray. Amen. So again, blessed are. The insight here is this is an existing state of happiness. And here's what's really important. The tense. Blessed are. Okay? This affirms something that is already present. Basically, Jesus is saying here, this is not somebody asking for something, but this is rather somebody affirming a quality. Okay? So, the Beatitudes don't mean, blessed are people who do X because they will receive Y. Do you understand? Okay, what I'm saying with this. All right, it's not like an, an equation. Like, if you do this, you get this. That's not what Jesus is saying here. This is, this is not a prescription for a certain type of behavior. Okay, because again, that goes back into rules, and if you do this, then you get that. And that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's rather saying, look, he's just saying, hey, listen, look at the real spirituality and joy these people have. This is descriptive, not prescriptive, right? He's describing something. He's not saying you should do this. He's just saying, hey, I want to point a few things out to you. I just want you to notice I just want you to notice. He's not telling you, hey, if you do this, you get that. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, listen, I just want you to notice this. And the first one he says is this. And we're just going to look at this first one today. That's it. He says this. God blesses those who are poor. Really, again, the translation poor in spirit. Not just, this is not about money. It's about poor in spirit. And realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Now, poor describes the humble people that know they need God's grace. And I think there's, there's another verse, there's another verse in there. Dustin says, uh, we got poor in there. Is there? Next one. You get that? It says poor right there? Nope. No, there's a slide in there. Alright, we'll get there. Matthew 5, 3. You see that in there? There we go. There we go. Okay, and the next one. Next one. Now, this is a challenge for us. Because poor in spirit here. God blesses those who are poor in spirit. How many want to be poor in spirit? Sound like fun? Anybody? Come on. Nobody? Nobody's like, hey, sign me up. Like, really, we'll pass it, we'll pass, you know. (laughs) See, the problem is, poor in spirit, what it really means is you're desolate. You're helpless. You're lacking. You're needy. You're lowly. You're insignificant. You are nothing. Oh, this is so great. I'm telling you. Sounds like this is the pathway to happiness. Oh, I'm telling you. See, when we're poor in spirit, what we feel, you know what you feel? When you're poor in spirit, you feel worthless. <laughs> it's getting better. Anybody identify? You feel undeserving. You feel like a beggar. Like whatever you have was simply given to you. Ever have anybody um, try and give you credit for something you didn't do? And you're like, oh, I want to hide. Right? Because I didn't... I didn't do anything. How many were here in, during Hurricane Sandy were attending Life Tree when we actually moved to the high school? Uh, he's, all right. So, you're, so I knew you were going to walk in as soon as I told this story. I, was, I seriously. Yeah. So 
when, when, when Hurricane Sandy happened, we, we had to leave the Sharon School for one Sunday. And it was just the one Sunday they moved, because and, and, there was no power. So they said, well, we'll move to the high school. I was like, all right, I guess we'll go to the high school. So we're, yeah, we'll make it work. So we're in a library. I mean, we're trying to make it work, doing our thing, trying to set up. And if you're, the night before, it just so happened that some random person in the township organized a clothing and food drive for the people on Staten Island. And they said, hey, let's, let's, we gotta do, and it was, and this, so those text messages started flying all around town. We're still, we're just, still no power. We were without power for eight days. It was bad. So they say, hey, let's make the drop off point, the high school, Sunday morning at 10. We're there. So we're there, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, you know, we're there early, setting up, got our signs out front. All of a sudden, we're, we're getting ready, and, and somebody shows up with a bag of stuff, and they're like, hey, where do I put this? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, I got a bag of stuff. I'm like, they're doing a collection. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know, I just put it there. Another car. Another car. Another car. Another car. After a while, like, we're like 15 minutes before service, and the parking lot is jam-packed, and buses start pulling in. They're starting to pull in with buses, and I'm like, at first I was like, oh, they're not coming for church. It was like just the biggest tease, let me tell you. Like, early on, man, I was like, people, right, and nobody. So they're coming, they just start piling this stuff, and so we sent like half of our people outside, we're like, we're going to try and have some service in here, but everybody else just help out. And so we, I mean, Pastor Frank, for, for those who remember Pastor Frank, he was in the truck just piling stuff. We're loading up, and they're bringing this stuff, and they got moving trucks, and they're bringing all this stuff. I mean, they filled stuff. It was really awesome. And it was great. And it just so happened that we were there. We could help out. <laughs> really cool. But they took pictures. And the pictures have all of these bags and stuff. And in the middle is our church sign, Life Tree Community Church. And the article comes out saying, and it was so great of Life Tree to host a, a clothing drive for the township. And I'm sitting there going, I had nothing to do with this. It was not me. We were just, I mean, happy to help, but I had nothing to do with that. You ever get credit for something you didn't do and you're just sitting there going, oh, please don't let them find out that I had nothing to do with this. Cause I feel, cause how do I say that? And I'm like, listen, I, I didn't do this. I'm just here. That attitude, that perspective, that feeling of like, oh, that's poor in spirit. Doesn't, it doesn't mean you're a terrible person. It means you're humble. And you see, humility isn't what we always think it is. It's not feeling less. Humility is seeing things clearly. It's being honest. It's saying God is big and I am small. That is humility. Right? Humility is saying, I'm not better than somebody else, and, 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 and they're not better than me, but we're, we're equals in God's kingdom. We talked about this last week. Humility. It's a huge deal in our world. We have such, we're in a drought of humility. We're having a famine of humility in our world. Everybody is all about ego and pride and self. You know what we are? We are rich in spirit. Our world is rich in spirit. Do you know anybody who's rich in spirit? I mean, like, really rich in spirit? Like, if spirit was money, they'd be a billionaire, right? Like, do you know anybody that, I mean, they, they, man, they got enough spirit to, they believe in themselves. Do you know anybody? Don't raise your hand. Don't point. But do you know, like, see, our, that's our world. 
The world is rich in spirit. And God says, listen, and I may ask you, do those, do those people, are they happy? Are they happy? Because God says the poor in spirit, those are the happy people. But why? <laughs> what would make someone who is so powerless, who is so humble, why would God make them happy? Why would it make me happy that I'm getting credit for something I didn't do? Right? But why? Why would, it, why would I be happy to know that I didn't do anything? That I can't do anything? And here's why. Because in addition to knowing what's up, God says those who are humble also, they have the kingdom of heaven. It says not simply the things of heaven. This isn't just about having the things of heaven. But when it says they have the kingdom of heaven, it means they have dominion. Over the kingdom of heaven. They have the rule over the kingdom of heaven. They, they have power over the kingdom of heaven. And you, do you know what the kingdom of heaven is? Um, it's basically, if it's God's, it's yours. That's the kingdom of heaven. It's everything God owns. Everything God has. All the blessings of God. It's just, you had nothing, but now because of God, you can't have any more. I mean, you couldn't have more. You went from... I know in myself I have nothing, but because of Jesus, everything. Everything. The truth is that only a humble heart can handle the power of God. Only those who are poor in spirit can actually hold the kingdom of God. Lord of the Rings, right? Frodo. Why the least? Because the least was the only one humble enough to have such great power. Because it's so dangerous. And when we're rich in spirit, we can't handle it. You can't handle the kingdom. The only way to handle the kingdom is if you know, I can't handle the kingdom. Chuck Swindoll says, when God wants to do an impossible task, he takes an impossible person and he crushes them. His question always is, are you leaving room for God to crush you? Are you rich in spirit? Something else, man. I'm good. Or are you poor in spirit? It's the prideful heart that cannot handle it. If a prideful heart received the power of God, they would use it for their own benefit. Anybody ever been tempted to do that? God wants to give you something good and you know, oh man, I want to just... Ah, what I could do with that. What I could do with that power. What I could do with that thing. I could manipulate it. The purity of the humble has given God the freedom to give them his kingdom. And the kingdom of God is, is an, it's, it's interesting. It's three words. It's a now, not yet. The kingdom of God is a, it's a now, not yet. So the kingdom of God is here now, but not yet fully. It is a now thing. It's real. Kingdom of God, man, it's here power of God, right? The, the provision of God, the wisdom of God, it's here, but it is not yet full. I mean, read the news. We are not in the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom of this world. It's a now, not yet thing. And when God says they have the kingdom, he's saying, listen, you have it now, but not yet fully. You have it now, but not yet all of it. Okay? This life is just an appetizer to the joy, to the peace, to the love to the fullness, to the happiness of heaven. See, the humble know what they have now, and they know what is coming. So here's what Jesus is saying. Here's, here's, the, here's the takeaway for the day. You ready? Here it is. Here's the statement. 
is this, that the happiest people know they are nothing and have everything. The happiest people know that they are nothing, yet they have everything. For us. What did you learn at church today? Well, my pastor told me I'm nothing. You are nothing. See, you know what it is to believe in your own power? To believe you're something? You know what that's called? There's a, there's a word for that. It's called humanism. It means you believe in self. That I am powerful on my own. Independent of God. In myself. I've got to find my inner strength. I've got, our world is all about confidence and instilling confidence in people. Be your own person. Right? Find your strength within you. Because you are powerful. You are mighty. We've got all the, uh... Oh, gee. Let me just tell you. That denies our need for God. Humility says, I am nothing. But my God is everything. So the question for us today is this. Are you rich in spirit? <laughs> You'd never say it, but do you feel like you're a pretty big deal? We wouldn't say this. But are there times where you feel like you don't want to ask God for help because you got it? I don't want to ask because I don't want to seem needy, God. I want to prove to God that I got this, that I'm good enough, that I'm strong enough, that I'm sharp enough, that I'm stable enough, that I'm healthy enough. I'm self-sufficient. Do you have a chip on your shoulder? Do you have something to prove in this life? The only thing of value in us is what is from God, and it's called the Imago Dei, the image of God. You ever hear this phrase, the Imago Dei, the image of God? He says we are all made in the image of God. There is something of God that is in humanity, and I don't know what it is. We can debate about it all day. God's not clear. But there's something in us that is God-like, and that is the only thing of value in us. It is what is reflective of God. I don't think it's the ears. Ears are funny. Take away the ears. I think God's still here. There's, but there's something inside of us that's like God. And God says, that is what makes you valuable. We must first acknowledge we are nothing and that he is everything. And when we do, guess what? Here's the greatest news. See, when you, when you can actually get to the point in humility and say, God... You made me. You know my weaknesses. You know in myself, I can't make any lasting change. I can't, I can't do anything good that will make a difference for eternity. Not in my own strength. But God, if, if you, when I recognize that, that you are in my life, guess what God says then? I'm going to give you everything. I'll give you everything because your hands can hold it. Ready? I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. Not I can do all things, period. I can do all things. Right? We have a world of people trying to prove that they can do all things to each other. Right? I will prove what I can do and you prove what you can do. And we'll go back and forth and prove who can do something. And, and, and guess what? Only through Christ can we do anything of value. See, like, like a parent, right? Children are a gift to parents. Children are a gift. 
They're a blessing. But they are not for your personal enjoyment. Like, God didn't give us kids that we can just, you know, go do what we want with them. They're ours to care for and to protect and to lead and encourage and teach and guide. The joy that children return to you far can far outweigh the cost of your care for them. That's, I speak that in faith. <laughs> right? That, that someday the kingdom of God is a blessing and it brings great joy. But it's not some toy for us to satisfy every whim and desire. God doesn't give us the kingdom so that we can just do what we want. He gives you the kingdom so that you can make a difference with it. It means that God has given you the power to influence eternity for people. To speak life into them. See, here's the thing. For somebody who is nothing, when you pray, things happen. Right? The God who moves mountains goes to work. Think about this. I'm a nobody. I have nothing. But when I pray, the God who moves mountains goes to work. When, when, I, when I interact with somebody, I have a chance, an opportunity to impact their life for eternity. God grants you all the power when you acknowledge that all the power comes from him. Can I ask you this? Is there any greater power than the power to change someone's life? Is there anything more powerful than the ability to change someone's eternity? I mean, like, what do you, what, what power could you have? Like, could you, I, I pick things up and put, could you have a strong power? I can lift things up and put them down. Is that your power? Right? Is your power to create great music? Like, is there any greater power than the power to change someone's eternal destiny? And so those who recognize that they have no power in and of themselves, God gives the greatest power. It's funny, but having no power is actually the most powerful place to be. <laughs> and it gets better. He says you have the kingdom now and one day you'll inherit it in its fullness. Let me tell you, it, it just makes sense that the happiest people in the world are nothing, yet have everything. So what? So what? Here we go. question for you today is this. Are you happy? Would you say you're happy? Genuinely happy? Let me ask you, what would those closest to you say? Would they describe you as, now listen, I'm not talking emotional, because if people talk emotional, I am not happy. I'm actually, I mean, just in general, I'm just downright miserable, usually, most of the time. Um, <laughs> you're laughing. I'm serious. Um, I can be a cranky person. Are you genuinely happy? Are you okay? Despite what happens in the world around you, is your faith unshakable? Because Jesus is saying, let me tell you something. Let me point something out to you. Happiness is not tied to your power, to your abilities. It's not tied to you at all. Happiness is truly a result of humility from acknowledging that I got nothing, but I know a God who gives me everything. God is pointing that out. Jesus says this, basically, show me somebody who's humble and I'll show you somebody who's happy. 
So the question for us is this. <laughs> Ready? It's going to be great. Have you accepted that you are nothing? <laughs> it doesn't mean you feel bad about yourself, but it means being honest with yourself. That without God, you can affect no lasting good. I'm, going to, I'm just going to wrap it up with this, with this verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says this. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. Paul's, Paul's saying this. We preach that Jesus is Lord and we ourselves are servants for Jesus' sake. For, for God who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that has seen the face of Jesus. You ready? Here's the verse. Listen to this. We now have this light, this great light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Today, I want to give you just an opportunity to think about this. We're just a bunch of clay pots. Let me tell you, the happiest people understand they're just a clay pot. Because there is this radiant light that shines out of a clay pot. And nobody's sitting there going, wow, that pot, that pot's really shiny. People understand that it's what's in the pot that's making it shine. The happiest people are those who know that they are nothing. But it's God in them who they have everything and when we do that, that just radiates. And you know what happens when you radiate? People notice. Our world is filled with people trying to tell everybody else, check out my pot, man, look at me. Look at my shape, look at my figure, right? Look at, look at what I have, look at what I've built, look at how great, look at how effective I am, look at how much this pot can do. And at the end of the day, it's still a pot. It's not impressive. It doesn't make a difference in my life how good your pot is. What matters is that you have this light shining inside of you. It's the God who's in you. So today, I'm going to pray in a minute. I'm going to give you a chance. Maybe today is the day you simply need to declare that you are nothing. I am nothing. Or maybe today is the day you need to declare that, you know what, I am nothing, but I have everything. That the God who withholds no good thing from those who follow him. Like a check for God. Let me tell you, when God gives you a check for his kingdom, he's good for it. They don't bounce. I've given you everything. You have his power. You have it now in part. And you will have it someday in full. And when we do that, other people can't help but notice. Man, that person is not an impressive person, but they got happiness. What is going on with that light inside you? Where's that coming from? Let's, let's, uh, let's stop trying to impress people with who we are. Because there's always somebody better looking, faster, smarter, more powerful. A step ahead. God didn't call us to come and impress the world. He calls us to come and say, hey, I'm, I'm just a clay jar. Nothing. But there's light shining out of me. People notice. And when they notice, you know what happens? They have a chance. When people see that light, we hand them an opportunity to be happy. To know what true happiness is about.
Why are you so stinking happy? Doesn't make sense. You shouldn't be. Look at what's going on in your life. Look at what's happened to you. Look at the challenges around you. How can you be happy? And that's the moment where we hand them and say, let me tell you about what's going on inside of me. I'm nothing. No magic here. Not because I read a book on the secret to happiness. It's not because I'm doing any, following any rules. It's not because I'm doing these things. I just found the truth. The truth is that I am nothing. But I have everything because of Christ. Let's take a moment and pray. Would you bow your heads this morning? Jesus, God, I thank you. You are the one who makes us happy. Who gives us infinitely more than we deserve. You find us as we are, empty and powerless. And Lord, you transform us. You fill us with the entire kingdom of heaven. We radiate, Lord, with joy. Today, Lord, I ask you to forgive us for our pride. For thinking we don't need you. And if today, as we're praying, if today... You need to confess that you've had a rich spirit. Would you just simply raise your hand? Just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. And I recognize the truth today. That I am nothing and you are everything. You are the one who redeems me and makes my life matter. If that's you, between you and God, would you just raise your hand to God and say, God, that's me. That's me. And God, we declare today. That because of you, we have right now the entire kingdom of heaven. It is ours. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Lord, nothing can ever take that from us. We declare that though we are nothing, you have given us everything. And if you're here today and you simply need to declare that, if you have not been living the joyful life, perhaps you've, you've thought honestly of yourself, but you've never ex- really, really just a, a embraced the joy that comes with knowing that the kingdom of heaven is yours. If that's you today, would you just would you just repeat this after me? God, you have given me the kingdom of heaven. It is mine. It is mine right now, and it will be mine fully in eternity. May this produce such joy in me that the world can't help but notice. Jesus, may we be the happiest people on the planet, not because of who we are, but because of who you are and what you've done for us. Lord, would we fill this world with happy people? Lord, thank you for what you do. Who are we that you look at us, that you give us what you do? But in your grace and in your love and in your kindness and in your generosity, Lord, you pour out the entire kingdom inside of us. Lord, let us shine forward. Let people notice. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by this message. For more information about Life Tree, please check us out online at lifetreecc.com.